Welcome to the studio and today's discussion on sustainable leadership sponsored by Nutanix. So thank you all for joining us today and thank you for, for the two of you who are on virtually. Um, obviously, sustainability is embedded in everything that we do these days. So I'd like to kick off with a really broad question, which is what are some of the first things that you guys have to do as tech leaders in your businesses to make them go down a more sustainable path? Danny, maybe I could start with you. Uh, well, you could start with the tech, but actually <laughs> I would say just get make sure the conversation is happening on the top table. Um, it's not your responsibility as a technologist to bring the conversation to the top table, but it is your responsibility as a business leader to do so. So make sure the conversation is at least starting. Is that a struggle? It shouldn't really be a struggle right now, should it? Um, I, uh, it depends on the maturity of your organization. Uh, it could be that the conversation is about carbon offset for your travel and, that, or, or, and your insulation, and then that's the end of the conversation, or really building up the, the bigger picture, all of the various components from your diversity policy to your energy policy to your uh, procurement policy, and how do you start to join all those bits together? So I think at a mature level, it probably is a struggle, um, uh, uh, but the, the seeds are already being planted. Mm. What, what seeds are you planting, Jackie, at the Royal College of Art? <laughs> and I think it is to do with um, the maturity of an organisation. If I look at what the RCA does as its business, as its day job, in trying to transform the world and try to look at everything from a sustainable um, environment that we work in, then it's very good at that with its cross-disciplined approach of bringing different ideas to think about how you solve world problems. When I think about RCA and how we run the business side of it, then again, I think it's it's not new. People know about sustainability, but trying to then articulate how you need to make a change is quite difficult. And I think we're moving on from it's a finance issue or it's an estates issue only. So where technology plays a role, I think is quite important now. And I think there needs to be more um, discussions around how technology can help lead some of that transformation from a sustainability perspective. So we're at the early stages of that. Mm, absolutely. Um Adrian, let me bring you in. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, well, I think I can concur with uh, what has been said. Um, for me, it's regardless of the stage of where the companies are, where the organizations are, you always have to get the basics right. Yeah, And um, every change where aspiration for uh, either a sustainable business growth or a sustainable uh, business purpose starts with a great vision with transparency and engagement through all levels of the organization. It's not just the executive stakeholders, so the peers or the CIOs and the CEOs alike. But from my experience, it has to come down in the organization because what you want is to have a culture that is purposely driven to accomplish goals which may not end you know, in a year or two, right? So um, I think that's the very important matter when it comes to what I'm saying, getting the basics right. And, and Adrian, just back to you, the how difficult is it to create that culture? You know, for Volvo Financial Services, what is, you know, the culture probably has been set for a number of years. How do you then remold that culture? That's a long process. It, 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 it's, it, it's a journey, right? So obviously the journey and the culture can't change overnight and it's nothing wrong with a culture that the company has and regardless if it's Volvo, for example, I've been at Adidas 
um, for large organization, the cultural change takes time. And obviously you have to see if you marry that business strategy and the aspiration with the purpose that is newly driven through the organization and to get the organization to adopt, for example, to, uh, to digital. I mean, we all talk about digital. Digital has been here for, for many, many years. Uh, but uh, to your question, it takes time and you have to build up and you have to aim for low-hanging fruits, for example, through the organization that everyone you know, buys in. You uh, have to identify the needs and you have to uh, move from one thing to another, which obviously uh, takes, uh, takes some time. Um, there are some other elements that you have to ask yourself, you know, where... Where is that maturity of the organization? And you obviously see titles such as digital uh, being very much embraced through the organization. But I think that shows as well where the organization is in terms of selling that uh, across the board. Um, but it takes, it takes time. For a small organization, we can talk about uh, one to three years. For others, it may take many, many years. Yeah. It feels like time isn't so much on our side. I think I read a statistic, the IT industry accounts for approximately 3% of global carbon emissions. Yeah. Freddie, um, in your organization, what are some of the things that are being done to go down that sustainable path? If I may sort of uh, take the first part to sort of set the scene a little bit, right? So I'm in the education sector, just like Danny is. And uh, mm -hmm. one of the things that we are doing is to help other higher education institutions to measure themselves against the United Nations 17 Sustainable Development Goals, right? So I think one of the big things about our industry is that we talk about stuff, but you need to be able to measure stuff, yep. right? So I think that is this, that is one way. So that is how we are helping our industry and education is always the first place. Really great that they're taking that responsibility. Mm. But I think closer to home, like in any organizations, I think the first part has to be, it needs to be getting into people's consciousness. It needs to be a thing. Yeah. Right now, it's still not quite a thing. We've heard a lot about it. And again, Danny, you and I, we had the opportunity to be at the COP26 last year. And it was the first time that I hear about, not only here, but I, I make a direct connection with what, how I'm sort of cause, causing the problem to. Mm -hmm. right? I didn't realize that putting my software on the cloud is a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. Mm -hmm. There's a better way of doing it. And those are the kinds of things that, you know, first of all, has to sort of educate our colleagues and educate ourselves, you know, as, as we've been discussing. Leadership is one thing, but I think we as individuals too can take that personal responsibility because it's not entering into our own personal yeah. thinking about this topic. How can we do, without being the CEO of the company, to take that agenda into the wider conversation across all levels of the organization? Mm -hmm. So education. Um, Steen, what are your thoughts on this? Education and what else? Um, so, so my, my view is like I, I'm an accountant, so not, not an <laughs> IT person. So, so I've actually been following um, the sustainability topic for about a year. And uh, so, so what really got my attention was, 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 it was the investor community um, had firmly got behind this. And so about, in about, so from about 2020, when the pandemic kicked off, um, about $60 trillion has now moved into ESG funds. So this is real. And so what I've been trying to do is convince my organization that this is real money talks. And, and what follows is because, because there's so much money behind this now, so all the big uh, investors are behind this, um, what they need is they need metrics. And so, so but we, we have to metrics. Measure. We've been measuring. We have metrics coming out of our ears. I okay. feel like this is just another reason why not. Like we have been measuring it. 
Well, well so. What, so, 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 so my view on sustainability is a, a really simple way to think about it is a scale, set of scales, and on the left-hand side is profit today. And that's where businesses and organizations have been focused for the last 40 years. Yeah. They've been firmly on the left-hand side. The right-hand side is profit tomorrow. And we've been out of balance, and that's behind all the problems we've got if we're looking around today. It's because we've been very short-term in our thinking. And it's about we need a set of metrics for measuring the future success in that investment. And that's really what's been missing. And we need some clear metrics. And I'll give you an example. So in Nutanix, we, we bet our business on net promoter score. So it's the customer service. So if you really want to understand what a company is all about, go and have a look at the net promoter score. And that should be right up there. Mm -hmm. so, so rather than just the price, you should be looking at that as a met And that's an example of we need to be looking at different things. We're missing things. So it's another example of a metric that's been missing is water. Yeah. Okay. So the more I've dug into this, I've been absolutely shocked about what is going on in the RIT industry today and how yeah. much water is being used. Um, there was one data center in the US used by one of the hyperscalers is using 1 billion liters of water a year. Yeah. And they're in a desert. Yeah. I mean, how is that? I, I can, and, we, I can, and we've got obviously the Yeah, let me share so, another so, stat in yeah. terms of data centers. I think in your, this is a stat for Europe. Um, by 2030, they're projected to account for 3.2% of, um, of all water use, and that's just going up every year. So it is being measured, and you still feel at your firm you have a job to do to convince people, it seems like. So, 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 so it's, you have politics, uh, and, and so, so my role as a card economist is, is to move people away from politics into the world of business. And so by making sustainability about business, so, so it becomes real for people, and, and that metrics piece is really important. So you actually, decisions... So you, this is, this decisions around the future are going to impact your profitability. Yeah, I think I was just going to say that you mentioned about, you know, it profits are of yeah. focus. Yeah. But I think what we have seen in the last definitely five years is that being green can also mean good business. And it has shown to be profitable. The, the ESG funds have been yeah. performing. Investing yeah. in green solutions yeah. has, has been a good investment. Yeah. So there's been this common misperception that you have to you have to pursue sustainability at the expense of profit, but that has shown to be not fully the case. Yeah. Let me bring Linda in, because I'm aware we haven't heard from you yet, Linda. What are some of the things that are happening at your organization in terms of moving you to a more sustainable way of doing things? Thanks. Um, I think let me just sort of like start by saying, uh, completely agree with the bits around, you know, getting people to buy in and bringing everybody along the journey. I think we're fairly mature in my organization with our ESG agenda. So we're very clear. It's cascaded through the organization and the C-suite. And currently as a technology leader in that company, it's from my perspective more, how do I use technology to enable that agenda and make it faster? Uh, so some of the things that we're doing is all around what we do. I mean, healthcare uh, diagnostic, and you can imagine our modulars that we use for scanning the kind of uh, carbon emissions that those bring and the electric electricity usage that also uses. Uh, so one of the things that we've, we we have done is actually partner with our um, suppliers of those uh, modulars, uh, GE, Siemens, and actually just to say how do we reduce the carbon footprint of our modulars? So that's a conversation we're currently ha having. And as they build new modulars, ensuring that those efficiencies are going into those uh, modulars. 
I think um, just going back to the point around, you know, what else you can do in regards to uh, our, our business anyways and, and what solutions I'm preferring to our uh, ESG managers and the C-suite is around robotics for us, um, trying to use robotics to uh, remove uh, some of the admin and uh, things that actually uh, contribute to um, uh, non-sustainability and things like our when we're build, building our buildings, where the modelers are going to go in, we look at smart building control, the cooling, uh, the electricity, and actually making all of that smart. So for my, from my perspective, it, we already know what we want to do, watching the space around what we can use to accelerate uh, the ESG agenda, and it's very cascaded in, the, in our business, and we're holding our third parties uh, accountable also to ensure that they are ESG compliant, because if they are, then it contributes to us being also. Yeah, absolutely. What were you going to say, Jack? So um, I agree with what you're saying, and I agree with Freddie. Um, when, I think there is a lot of information, a lot of statistical information. What's missing is the educational bit about how you use different bits of information or different guidance to actually make a difference. I think in the higher education sector, there's a lot of talk around um, smart buildings, being able to uh, measure occupancy insights so you can decide whether you use the heating or whether you put the lights on, all those kind of things. Um, it's still quite immature from my perspective, I think, as a technology leader, trying to understand where you should invest and what kind of technology you need to change and um, use as an organisation. So you need to bring different disciplines together. You need to bring the, the understanding of where the investment needs to go, how that transforms the way you operate as a business. So your whole operating model needs to be considered. It's not about putting in a piece of tech. Um, it is more about how you transform the thinking so, so that becomes part of the conversation, everything that you're doing. And I think we've still got a journey to go on the educational bit of helping people in our roles to consider what it is that we need to be doing. So a question for, for all of you and, and, and for those of you virtually, just put your hand up if you'd like to, to answer. But um, to what extent are you as, as tech leaders looking at scope one, two and three? Does that form part of your thinking at all? Should it? Is there a huge gap? For whoever wants to be brave enough to jump in. You've got all of us rushing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're all rushing. Yeah. I, I think it shows that, you know, that indicates a level of, yes. of maturity, I, I yeah. suppose, uh, about where, where yeah. we are. But, but sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, so scope one and two are relatively easy to measure. Yeah. So scope yeah. two, you can get that from your yeah. electricity bill. So this is all yeah. in control. But for yeah. most organizations, that they're about 25% of the problem. So 75% yeah. is in your supply chain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's going to be the big challenge. It's going to take years to, yeah. sort, that, to sort that out. So, so not the every, kind of thing that struggling. you're looking at at the moment. No. Yeah. And you, you mentioned ESG. We've got ESG. What's going on? Well, ESG is maybe 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, and the way we measure financial performance is over 100 years old. You, yeah. you look at the relative yeah. maturity of that. Yeah. ESG yeah. is just so so immature yeah. really yeah. but it you, yeah. you can't say well it's not mature i'm not going to use it you, you've it, got to use it and you've got to input into it and you've got to help it um yeah. and, and and continue to and, and there's an element of is it a who owns this is it the finance department because it's about counting the cost and the future profit is it the technology department because it's uh, it's a it's a massive data exercise it's yeah. about measuring everything and providing insight and well the answer is it's all of us yeah. right well, who wants it to own us. it who wants to own this well i i want to own it you know in, in my own organization yeah. Yeah. genuinely but uh, but i think it's uh it, it isn't about saying it belongs under a particular department because then you you silo the problem well it's a bit like how they used to talk about 
technology 10 years ago that it used to be a department, whereas actually most companies are tech companies with different front ends. And that is the same with sustainability now. Um, Linda or Adrian, did you want to come in on, on the scope question? Well, I, I, from my perspective, I like to, to go a little bit back and also look from a perspective of where do we see this as, as an enabler or a driver right, for sustainability as well. And um, demand for, for digital technologies is growing exponentially, right, amplified by the pandemics. And uh, I think there is an upward trajectory that will continue. And it can be argued that technology has changed our lives for better in many ways that are also beneficial to the planet. Uh, at the same time, I think that uh, as it stands today, the digital transformation contributes considerably more to the global warming and leaving that water usage, for example, extraction of precious mineral and e-waste that, that's coming and growing. Uh, if we look at figures, right? So I think uh, the digital uh, transformation of the companies is actually responsible for about 4% of the global greenhouse uh, emissions, right? Well above the air travel. And uh, I think as a technology leader, this is a great opportunity to drive sustainability rather than just look for, for the enablers. And I totally agree in terms of the opportunity of how to measure and make sure that this will not be just, you know, uh, greenish. Uh, and we use a, a term, for example, like watermelon KPIs, you know, they are green on the outside and actually they are red inside, is the way that, um, you know, this is not just uh, driven and not just enabled through the digital and the technology solutions that a technology department, for example, is offering, but embedding that within the DNA of the organization in terms of driving sustainability through, uh, through digital solutions. And uh, I think that comes as well with what technologies can be used and how they can be used, right? Um, I think basically, for me, the question is not what technology can do, it's actually how do we get the potential of that offering uh, that technology can actually uh, give to enable and get that actually in the business. The bit around where you said who owns it uh, or which function owns it, everyone owns it. From our perspective, for example, each of our staff has now got an ESG um, uh, uh, uh opportunity they've gone off and done smart metering in their houses and all of that planted trees and all of that so it's not just technology it's everyone in the business that owns sustainability agenda for us thank you yeah. Freddy, yeah. Yeah. if i may chime in uh, i i do agree with linda about um you know everybody only because if you look at the digital agenda right again a very mm -hmm. fairly new concept mm -hmm. if you ask in the early days who owns it nobody can answer everybody wants to own it and usually it's not the technology department because yeah. they've been told it's somebody else's thing right mm. so if you look at this topic right um i think we all have a role to play so i think the first step has to be about the technology leader thinking that we have a role to play in that piece right and and you can start from two places one is start from the area that you have influence and control over because that is always the place that you got to start from you don't start from trying to solve a problem that you can't solve mm. so start there and then of course the other part is that be part of the agenda as part of that, so everybody's problem to contribute to that conversation. So for the bit that we have control over, you know, uh, this is a, maybe a simple way of thinking about it, right? We do this with everything that we do. Why not the same with solving this problem about sustainability? Do it right, do it better, do it different. Same concept, apply to everything. And, and now it's the same thing with this. Ask yourself the question, are you doing things right at the moment? No, so solve that. Are you doing things better? No. 
Are you doing different? Now, that is the conversation that you can have with others, right? And, and let, let's then be more specific. We've talked about education. We've talked about measurement. Are there any specific strategies or technologies that are emerging that would appeal to, to any of you to tackle these issues, Steve? Okay. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on this. So, 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 so the approach that we've been taking is to we're building out open source with a number of other vendors. This is a vendor issue as well as a, yeah. a leader issue. Is, is to build out the education. So how your decisions... Imp impact your CO2 emissions. So how can we make that more transparent? Mm -hmm. So that means, so if you look at when you buy equipment, so there's emissions are at that stage, which are called embedded, which is in production and transport, where you order it, where, where it's coming from, mm -hmm. across the world, how it's transported. So you have emissions around that. And we've got grave doubts over the figures that, that the manufacturers are claiming in IT. So to give you an idea, they're typically claiming it's around 10% of the life cycle is in that part. Whereas in the automotive industry, they're saying it's around 40 to 50%. Yeah. So somebody somewhere is not measuring things properly. Mm -hmm. Then you have the use part, which is the, the sort of life, lifetime um, part, which is you have to get measurement at the rack. So, so can we actually measure the energy you're actually using? And again, we used to have a lot of transparency that data, that all disappeared. For the last 10 years, we stopped doing that. So which is really... <laughs> You know, we're supposed to get better over time. We've been getting worse mm -hmm. in the IT industry. So that there's the sort of data center part. How can you make the data centers more efficient? I actually had a tour around a data center last week. Why would you ever own or run your own data center would be my, yeah. you know, first thing is, yeah. so if you have a data center, mm -hmm. get out of it. You have to leave, we've got to leave it to experts. It's far too difficult. So go to Colo or public cloud is the, is the clear answer. Yeah. And then there's the disposal. Can we, can we make equipment that lasts nine years rather than four years? It has to be tied into those by artificial cycles of, and the, our industry needs to change. So, so, um, so we need to make equipment that lasts longer because mm. that's gonna be better. So that, that's how we do it. And it's a whole industry approach. It's not just one, one party. Mm, yeah, that's very interesting. Adrian, Linda, can I draw you in on that? Any specific strategies or technologies that you think would be good for sustainability? I think I already mentioned before in regards to using robotics and smart building for our modelers uh, in regards to our um, diagnostic centers. So those are the technologies that will support at least my, 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 my business. Obviously, we're very early on in our journey of the ESG agenda that we've put together. And so as we start to build our CDCs and our um, get new modelers, we're building those into um, the new um, centers that we're bringing on uh, now. I think we've got uh, two already built and then a few in the pipeline um, to, to be built. I think the more uh, problematic pieces around the ones that already have been there and how do you then retrofit them to be more carbon uh, uh, neutral and also uh, supports the sustainability agenda. So that's the, the, the pain point for us now. Let, let me just ask you, in your organizations, and you're all at very senior levels where you work, how often do you have these conversations about, to your point, Freddie, are we doing it right? Could we be doing it better on sustainability specifically? Like, when do you talk about it? And when do you talk about how you need to tangibly change things? 
Okay. So I, um, I think it's changed considerably over the last six months even. Um, I don't think it was really high on the agenda. Um, I think it now is, is on the agenda at the exec table, is on the agenda when I look at the technology um, uh, strategy forums um, in discussing it. We're discussing it today. It wouldn't have been on, the, on um, this list uh, previously. So that's a really good sign. It's then tr it's trying to translate that into things you actually do. Yeah. So talking about um, rolling replacement programs, um, talking about when something comes end of life, how are you disposing of that? So those conversations now do take place. Mm -hmm. It's the leap from that sort of um, e I say easy, it's not that easy, but easier thing to, to see where you can make a difference to then moving into much bigger initiatives and understanding how you then approach those. So I'm really delighted that those conversations are happening. I think we don't know how to do some of it. So again, we need to educate ourselves. So it's really interesting to hear your advice and uh, maybe we'll have a chat later. Um, but there are lots of players in this field. And if I look at the next generation coming through, it's normal. They automatically think about these things. Yeah. So again, I'm quite excited about the future. If I, um, I've got three grown-up children. They all they straight away think about these things. And, and expect. And expect yeah. it. Absolutely yeah. expect it. Yeah. Um, and the whole recycling, everything else is normal. Yeah. So I think the older generation, it's not normal. We're having to learn and educate. So, yeah. so that's really positive. So I think there's, it's good. It's started. It's got a long way to go. I'd, I'd add to that. So I'm, I'm at the London Business School, and I, I can't think of a executive level co a meeting that we've had in the last year where we haven't discussed mm -hmm. sustainability, and not because it's on an agenda saying we must talk about green stuff. Mm -hmm. It's it's because we're talking about flexible working and saying, yeah. can we um, can we reduce our physical footprint on the days when there are less people in the office, mm -hmm. so we're not cooling or heating physical spaces? Mm -hmm. For example, uh, how can we increase more sustainability learning into all of our teaching uh, across yeah. all of our courses, so that we 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 lay that foundational uh, baseline for future business leaders? Mm -hmm. And it, and it goes on. I mean, right now, it's a core part of our five-year strategy. Um, and building that into your overall strategy is mm. what's key. Not having a sustainability strategy, but specifically. And, and the relationship, and I think uh, uh, the guy from Volvo mentioned it, the relationship between sustainability and innovation. Yeah. Right. That, that's, that, that's where the answers are. Yeah. The answers are in the innovation. Yeah. So you can't yeah. run two completely independent strategies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a solution. And, and yes, global footprint of digital is consuming carbon or emitting rather carbon. Yeah. Um, but actually, what's it reducing? What's what's the trade-off further yeah. down the line? And mm. no, you shouldn't have a data center in the desert. Absolutely right. <laughs> you know, let's get them in Iceland. Yes. Let's use geothermal energy and natural cooling, and and, and absolutely right on those things. But it, it's got to permeate our thinking uh, at the board mm. level, and and ultimately uh, around all the stakeholders. Because yeah. yes, uh, your future ability to make profit is helps you focus your attention, but your future ability to have staff, uh, to have customers, and to have lenders, creditors, yep. are all going to be impacted by exactly the same topic. So yeah. if, you're, if you're prepared to ignore all those four things, then fine. You might well, then well you won't be a surviving now. business, yeah. Completely. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Adrian, let me bring you in. Do you, would you like to react to that? I think uh, um, we, we were starting to build a frame, right, where I said that uh, getting the basics right and you have a, or you should have, a purpose-driven vision. And in terms of the strategies, I think the awareness, right, that we were talking about, and it's very interesting, like uh, um, also my peers are 
sharing their insights in terms of the new generations and what the new generation's expectations are working in a corporate environment that may have a sustainable or not a sustainable focus future, right? And uh, um, organizational alignment, we also talk about this, which is very important, but I think we have to add some other elements that go beyond the corporation. So that means the partnerships, right? The way to establish the partnerships in order to drive that sustainability and uh, the use of the technologies and in the ways that you use the technologies because you know more digital means more e-waste in, in, in some way, right? So um, what type of technologies, of course, artificial intelligence helps to measure, you know, you have digital businesses and you have more channels. But I think it's all about how you share and that's the partnership and partnership goes in different categories and in different ways. But I think it's marrying that uh, with uh, the partners through the entire value chain. And otherwise, you know, you can't really move the needle. And it starts as well with a commitment. We're talking about, you know, how often you discuss uh, or we discuss um, sustainability on the board level or through the organization. But I think to make it happen, it requires a strong commitment. Yeah. Otherwise, there will always be some roadblocks, meaning that, okay, are we, you know, driving that uh, profitability that we're aiming for? And that will, you know, maybe imbalance the sustainability goals. And I think the whole thing has to be really married in a cohesive strategy and to drive the strategy through the organization with the partners. I think we've got yeah. time for a very brief comment. Go for it, Freddie. Yeah, um, in my organization, we don't talk about sustainability, right? But it, it feels like it is in the things that we talk about, the things that we do. So, for example, one of the sort of natural ways that we have those conversations is, I, and that's something that I, I try to engage a conversation, is to think about when you solve a problem, are you solving the problem in a custom way, in a common way, meaning that it's for common purpose, or, or is it a core or commodity, meaning that somebody has already solved the problem? So I think that is a very easy way of having that conversation and thinking about solving that problem without using words that mean so many different things to different people. I also think there needs to be a lot of looking at research today. And obviously, a lot of us are in that sector. The research that's coming through is phenomenal. Yep. When I look at some of the students and what they're producing at the RCA by having cross disciplines of people from different, mm. having different ideas. So there's a student who's invented um, a, a paint that goes on a building where the, you don't need as much air conditioning. I mean, that's phenomenal. There's textiles artists that are changing the way the clothes and fabrics are made and you can grow with them. All of those things are things when you think about how we need to live more sustainably, creating new cities and how they are sustainable. Those are things where we need to be research led and take those into our daily lives and change the way we run our businesses. So it's quite exciting. So on that very positive note, we will leave it there. Thank you all so much for joining us today. And thank you to you, Adrian and Linda.